You're listening to a BGE podcast. For me, I think it's really the fellowship over the meal that comes with afterwards. I love sitting there listening to my kids. Oh, mom, this is good. Mom, you should have cooked this one. Uh, Let's have this again. Uh, Remember how you did it last time? I love that conversation over the meal. Friends and family gather round and fire up the barbecue. Let the smoke waft and float, that's what we're gonna do. You can't deny there's nothing like... Welcome back to another episode of the Blind Grilling Experience. We've got a special guest with us today. We're gonna be talking about Menus for All, the app that is for the blind and visually impaired and for everybody looking for something good to eat. Stay tuned. Fire is burning, the world keeps turning. Don't worry what you gotta do. Cause if you're looking, you ain't cooking. Fire up the barbecue. Fire up the barbecue. Welcome back to another episode of the Blind Grilling Experience, folks. My name is Chris Peltz. I am the most interesting griller in the world. And today we have joining us Miss Stephanie from Menus for All. How you doing? Hello, Chris. Well, hello, everyone. I'm so glad to be here. I'm great. What about yeah. you? Oh, man. If I was any better, I'd be twins. So I'm, I'm doing great. Yep. <laughs> It's awesome. Been a beautiful day and beautiful weather. Y'all, I know, have had some storms come through uh, your area this past week, I think. so. We uh, have. We have. But um, it's turned out to be some a gorgeous afternoon, so that's a good thing. Yeah. Awesome. My brother was fishing up at Real Foot Lake this past week, and uh, every year him and a bunch of guys from uh, southwest Missouri head over to Real, Real Foot Lake. They're in northwest Tennessee, which is a little bit yes. north of you, but... Uh, yeah, they, uh, they they had a great week and was able to get in out of the storms when they needed to, but caught lots of fish, so it was it was a good week for them, and I uh, always enjoy hearing about what goes on in, in West Tennessee. I got, I got a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of uh, friends and, and family that are still out there, so um, I, I kind of keep track of West Tennessee, although you're a little further west in the Memphis area. Yes, we are. Um all the way down at the bottom of the west compared to where you're talking about with real foot Mm -hmm. yeah 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 all right well stephanie if you don't mind what i'd like for you to do is first of all just go ahead and tell us what your vision is maybe a little bit of what you do now uh, for the visually impaired but then um let us know about the the app uh menus for all what your position is with the the I don't know, the company, the app or whatever, um, you know, what, what your role is. And then, uh, we'll get into a few more things on that app as well. All right. So I was not born in the blind and visually impaired community. I was born with typical sight, but 16 years ago, due to a condition that I have pressure built on my optic nerves and crushed both of them. And so 16 years ago, I entered the blind and visually impaired community with about 2,400 in both eyes. Well, now I am no light perception on my left. And in my right eye, I have um, 
shadows and movement on a good day. So I don't see colors or faces. I know that there's a shape in front of me, not always able to identify what the shape might be. And so for me, a lot of my blindness is a memory game. I kind of remember how things looked and I kind of apply that in my mind of what I think I might see. I don't always get it right, but um, it does help out. So what I do originally in the blind and visually impaired community is I am a rehab professional. I teach individuals who are looking to return to work or school, the skills they need to be independent and that specifically for me includes teaching braille and apple accessibility um, i love my apple ecosystem and the products and the independence that it's given me so that's kind of like one of my um, go-to areas always is i love my apple products and then a couple of years ago i got introduced to this fascinating concept of going out to restaurant menus and actually being able to read the menu independently. Previously to that, I had had all the stories that I've heard from others. I've had my children read me the menus. I've had the wait staff read me the menus. I've had that list of items that I've memorized that I really didn't want to eat again. Yeah, right. But you know, it was the best I had because I just wanted this ordeal to be over with. I've had some good meals off of these processes and I've had some really bad meals off these processes. But I was introduced to Helen Fernetti, who had created the concept that technology could make accessible restaurant menus um, available to individuals with blindness and visual impairments like myself. And when she first showed me her idea, I looked at her and said, whatever I have to do. And we've been business partners and friends on this journey of trying to change lives one accessible restaurant menu at a time. We launched a website that hosted 50,000 accessible restaurant menus in October of 2019. And we thought we were really doing something. And um, it was a lot more access than I had ever had. And we kept hearing, oh, this would be really great as an app. It really would be nice if this was an app. And then one day, Helen and I said, let's make it an app. And so we started the journey to create the Menus for All iOS app, which launched in November of 2022. So not that long ago. And we were able to pull in 750,000 accessible restaurant menus not only in the United States, but also in parts of Canada as well. And so that's how we began. And so today I am so happy to uh, be able to say we are at 1 million accessible restaurant menus between the two countries and growing. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That, that is that is amazing. And and what's and what's even cool, cooler, I think, about it is the way whatever you guys have done however whatever technology you guys have pulled together it it is laying them out in the exact same way whereas if you were to go to each individual restaurant and try to look at their menus online everything is different and you have to navigate in completely different ways depending on the website and you've been able to pull those in together to where uh, it, it's all laid out the same way 
So, and that was very important to us. Helen is a UX designer and accessibility SME for Fortune 100s. I am a person and a rehab professional in the blind and visually impaired community. That's a very unique background that we have between the two of us. So our strengths and weaknesses complement each other. And when we were talking to individuals and trying to gain information about their pain points, about restaurants, we heard a lot of people say, you know, I go to this site and I read the menu this way, but once I get over here, I'm not using the same concept. I can't find, the buttons aren't in the same place. So yes, we did want that uniform pattern so that when you come into one of our restaurant menus, you're finding the name of the restaurant. You're finding the inform restaurant information section that has the address, the phone number, the hours. And then when you're getting into the menu, that those accordions that will open and close will give you the same. So you're using the same navigational, you're using the same accessibility patterns on all of the menus so that you can quickly and easily find the information you're looking for. Yeah. Wow. And that, that, cause I've been using the app for several weeks now. Okay. Um, and, and maybe even going on a month, I know it's been a while, but, um, I, I heard about it. You were on another podcast, a, a friend of the show, John Grimes with the mm -hmm. ambiguously blind podcast. And it was kind of funny because, um, I heard he had, he had told me about the, the app and he was going to be interviewing you and, having you on. And so uh, a couple of days later, I went to the app store and I thought I remembered what the name of the app was, but I got, I got it wrong. And I downloaded menus for uh, you. you. And <laughs> yep. it was terrible. Oh, it was terrible. <laughs> and so I, I text John. I was like, John, if you're going to be interviewing her, I got a lot of questions that I think you need to be asking this woman. <laughs> So the name is kind of tricky in the fact that it's not F-O-R or F-O-U-R. It's not spelled out. Yeah. So menus, the number four, and the word all. All yeah. one, like it's one word. Menus it's for all. It's all one word. Menus for all. Because we do want this to be something for everybody. Whether you have a visual impairment, whether you're sighted, whether you have um, maybe a difficulty with reading print for some other reason other than blindness or visual impairment. There's so many different ways that you can incorporate this app into your day to day. And, and so, and it can find based on your location, what's around you and, mm -hmm. and start working its way out by, you know, distances. Um, and of course, if you're in a certain location, you know, it, it, it pretty, it seems to pretty well find what's right there where you're at, as long as you have your location, um, you know, turned on to where it has mm -hmm. access to that. So, uh, so it finds that pretty easily, which is, which is great. Uh, plus the search features. Um, so, you, you know, you can, you can look, if you know a certain restaurant that you're looking for, you can just search for that restaurant as well. Um, and, and, and having this accessible for the blind is great, but this isn't just for the blind. I mean, this is, no. this works for everybody. It does. I have a friend who, of course, is sighted. Um, an older gentleman has no problem reading a reading restaurant menus, right? Um, he's read them to me plenty of times. And when we first launched the app, he has always been a great supporter of what I what I do. But then he looked at it. He said, "Stephanie, there's stuff in here that I didn't even know was around my own home," and I. 
I enjoy having that experience. Like you said, um, just opening the app opens you in the near me tab and it's finding restaurant accessible restaurant menus around your current location. So what I might find at my home will be different if I go to the mall of 20 miles across town Mm. and it will look within this 20 mile radius of your current location and start pulling them all in according to distance. So if I'm at the mall, for example, and I want to see just what's within walking distance of my current location, it's going to start giving 0.2, 0.1, you know, and rank them in order of distance. Okay. Yeah. And, and which is which is great if it's if that's what you're doing, trying to find something that's close mm-hmm. to you. Right. But let's say you're traveling, right? You're going to be going somewhere and you know kind of where you're staying or a general proximity. Um, you know, can you find the restaurants that are, that are going to be nearby to where you're staying? So I am in Memphis, like you pointed out. So West Tennessee. Um, I travel quite a bit to Cincinnati, Ohio. And right now it's convention time. So you hear a lot of people talking about either traveling to Houston, Texas for the National Federation um, of the Blind Convention or Schaumburg, Illinois for the American Council of the Blind National Conventions. And the neat thing is I've already checked out that restaurants around both sets of hotels and I've never left my home. I've already got stuff bookmarked as if... um, I would have time or the ability to eat at all these fabulous places in one (laughs) in a couple of days, but that's the great thing. So if I'm traveling, you can search by city and state. You can search by zip code, postal code or, um, or province for those in Canada. You can um, also, there's a little trick in there. You can actually drop in the actual address. So if I know my address of my hotel is 1234 anywhere, um, you know, anywhere street, example, Ohio, right? And I just drop that into the location search. There you go. It's going to start pulling up the restaurants menus that are available around that address. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then once I find what I'm looking for, So let's say, hey, the Mexican restaurant really catches my attention and I may want to consider going there once I get to the hotel. I can favorite that menu. It will be in the favorites tab and the favorites tab is automatically alphabetized so I can easily go back and find what I'm looking for. Which is awesome. I love that that favorites tab because that's, you know, uh, because a couple of times I had trouble finding uh, one particular restaurant second and third time. And I'm like, wait a minute, they they got a favorites tab. (laughs) And I I found that and, and uh, yeah, now I just open up favorites and there it is. It's, it's awesome. Love it. Yeah. Especially if you go back to a place over and over or something's caught your attention. Um, A lot of times when I'm traveling for work, I'm going back to the same city. I'm staying in the same area. And again, um, this app has this crazy, Ability to make me just sit there and start looking at stuff. Yeah. It's kind of like online shopping in some ways, but I'm online food shopping, 
just trying to see what's available because I'm so interested in reading all the names of stuff and descriptions of stuff of places I've never heard of, places I've never would have been exposed to if I wasn't didn't have access in this manner. Yeah. So I just start looking at stuff and favoriting things. Right. And 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 so with that, uh, of course, if I used it for a restaurant we went to for the very first time and. Um, found something that I was going to try, but there was so much stuff that sounded so good and you can't <laughs> eat it all at once. Right. And so right. I definitely wanted to put that in the favorites that way um, I, I could go back and, and, you know, look at what I wanted the next time that I went. Right. So, uh, so that was great. That was great. Are, are, do you have any upcoming features that you are planning on adding things that people have been asking about that you're, looking into or working on? So I, when you ask about that, I think about some things that we've recently added. Um, when we first launched the app, we weren't able to add restaurant menus. I, I was going to ask that That too, yeah. people had requested. And mm. I would get requests after requests for restaurant menus and we couldn't do anything. And that's now changed. I can't promise that if you submit, you know, Chris's barbecue shack in um, West, you know, in West Tennessee, that I can add it to the mm -hmm. database. But we definitely can submit it to our database company and see if they can work on adding it. And we've actually been able to add quite a few, especially if we've grown from um, 750,000 to 1 million. Right, right. So um, that's something I do like to always talk about because it's, kind of nice to be able to grant some of those requests, be able to add some of those and people reach back out and be like, Oh my gosh, the one I was looking for is in there now. And <laughs> so that's kind of cool. And then another thing that um, we really want this app to be useful to individuals. We want people to, we love hearing people's feedback, good, bad, and ugly about the app, about their suggestions on, hey, can you add this? Can you add that? Because you never know. We might be able to think, oh, wow, we never thought about doing it like that. Let's talk to our developer and see what we can do. But on some of um, we've added also a feedback form at the bottom of every menu. So at any time that you run into an issue with the menu, um, we use this database concept so that what we were able to produce in the app was coming out and being updated every day. So if a restaurant changes something, they push it to the database company, that's pushed to us. But there are times when restaurants aren't updating things. Like for example, they've closed or gone out of business, but they haven't updated their business listing with the database. And so that restaurant's still in there. Um, and if at the bottom of the feed, there's a feedback form at the bottom. And so it'll ask you, you know, was there a problem with the menu? And you can say, yeah, the restaurant's closed or something. And then that way it's sending us an automatic message that we can send back to the database company so that we can get that stuff pulled out of there. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, those are good. We like, like, we want that feedback from individuals with 1 million restaurant menus. We know every once in a while, some of them, might need to be updated. So we, we've added that feedback form in there. And also under our more tab, you'll find um, 
links to our YouTube channel, our videos. Every once in a while, I'll get in there and show someone some quick tips and tricks on how to use the app um, okay. to help searching, like using the using your rotor, using headings in your rotor in order to help go through your restaurant, um, the menus, so that you're not sitting there flicking to the right. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which I love. I love that you <laughs> incorporated that um, that ability because, yeah. yeah, going through the headings is so much quicker and faster looking for a restaurant rather than hearing you know, um, whether they're, what the address is and whether they're closed and how far mm -hmm. away they are. It's, it's just, boom, just go to the restaurant names. That's, which has been yeah. very helpful. So we built the app with accessibility first. Yeah. Um, accessibility is not something we added on the back end. So it was built for this community first and then right. everybody else gets the benefit from it. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's rare. I mean, there, there, yeah. there's a few developers that that are doing that with some things that are extremely specific to the blind and visually impaired, but really, this isn't in in except for the fact that what you just said from the beginning, it was built with that in mind, because there are menu apps out there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so that it's it's not that a a menu app um, is blind specific. But to build it from the ground up with that in mind, it is unique and yeah. definitely beneficial. The world's largest platform of accessible restaurant menus that are, you don't have to wonder whether it's accessible. All of them are accessible from start to finish. Yeah, but that is great. Now, let me ask you about Canada real quick. And, and maybe this goes for the U.S. as well, because I know I've got listeners up near Newfoundland, uh, on the east coast of Canada, and I've got some all the way back, you know, towards the towards the west as well. Um, mm -hmm. Is is this fully coverage of you know, full coverage of of Canada just as in the U.S.? It's not as much coverage in Canada as it is in the U.S. Um, so, but we are growing in Canada as well. Some of that 1 million growth has been where we've been able to add different parts of Canada to um, the database. And we're hoping that's even going to get even more. Can you imagine having mm. just as many accessible restaurant menus in Canada as the United States? So that that's a goal for us. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that that would be awesome. That would be yeah. awesome for sure. Yeah. Well, um, so let me get into probably something you don't like to talk about, but everyone else wants to know. And and I want to say that, and I'm I'm going to talk about pricing. Okay, the 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 structure that you guys have because it is it isn't a one time. It is a subscription base. Yes. Um, but with that said, first of all, I'll defend you all day long on this. I, I think what you guys have done is spectacular. I think the price is more than reasonable. And, you know, too many times people who get frustrated with the either a subscription base or just paying for an app altogether, there's this... Min entitlement mentality that is destroying our country as it is. <laughs> but sometimes in the blind community, you know, especially when you have those who are blind and visually impaired, everyone's like, what can I do to make more money? What, how can I do this? And how can I help others? And then all of a sudden you get these two things that come together and the same people who are crying out, they want to, you know, they, 
they want to be able to make a little bit, they get upset when somebody else is uh, it basically <laughs> in that situation. <laughs> You know, and so, so I'll say that first of all, but second of all, you, you guys have put a lot of time and effort into this, and you deserve to get uh, to get paid. Even I'm, and I'm, you know, I don't know, but you know, I know as far as businesses, usually people are turning right back around, and any profit goes right back in to really build up, you know, yes. a a business. And so this is not a, you're not living on this. No. Is my point. So both Helen and I currently are still working full time. Um, you are right. This, again, I was not born in the blind and visually impaired community. And my professional background is not app development mm -hmm. or um, being a business owner or any of this. And these are just amazing opportunities that have come to me due to the visual impairment. So First, let's talk about the subscription model. We are a subscription-based app. The app is $2.99 USD monthly for unlimited access to all 1 million. You can look at all of the um, 1 million plus menus that are in there at any time that you want. Or it's an annual fee of $29.99 USD, and that actually gives you two months free. Either subscription model that you go for, there is a 14-day trial because we want you to get in there, fall in love with the app, and decide, oh, I've got to have this forever and ever. So we wanted you to have enough time to kind of get in there and check out all the features in the app. But... One thing I will say that I have learned in this process, I took so much for granted using my Apple iPhone and going to the app store and downloading an app. And it did these amazing things for me, but I never knew what it was like on the other side for the person who developed that app. The cost of app development is breathtaking to me. Um, we got bids as high as $100,000 for less than what we developed, um, less for less features than what we put out currently. Um, and then if you want to develop an app with accessibility in mind, that is an even smaller niche of developers. So it's kind of funny you said this, I had this conversation with someone recently um, knowing what app developers go through and knowing what it takes now to put, and I still, I mean, I say knowing, but not being the one that actually sat there with the code and did it, put it all in there. Um, I'm still one step removed from that, but mm -hmm. it's a lot of time, energy, and it is a lot of a work of love when you're doing it on this side for accessibility because of some of the limitations, people not being aware of what it takes for accessibility to be included. The cost of adding for an Apple app, a lot of factors go into it. So yes, you are right. We are not doing this. There's not a monthly subscription for there to be a profit right now. There's, you know, it's, because we have this database mm -hmm. that we have to maintain. And then you already have asked a question about what are we doing to 
increase the number right. of restaurant menus in there? What are we doing to increase the features that are in the app? And those are constant conversations that Helen and I are always working on. Um, I would almost be scared for someone to see like all of our vision board ideas and stuff like that, because, wow, we could, um, we've got some ideas and we'd love to see them come to be. And we think people would actually enjoy them. Yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely. So that's what the subscription's all about. Yeah. Would, and, and that it's awesome. Um, it, it's, it's more than worth it for sure. Yeah. For what for what you guys have done and continue to do again like you said you know people can make requests you've been able to fulfill mm-hmm. some of those you've made some changes and it, it's a constant work it, it'll always be a work in progress but yes do you have plans to come to android i just was having this conversation with someone earlier today so that's kind of it's kind of funny trust me when we made the decision to go with apple versus android Um, or Android, it was not because we wanted only one platform to get it versus another. It was a cost factor. And that's just, that's just being honest and transparent. We are two women in Memphis, Tennessee who have an idea and just want to allow people to access a restaurant menu independently. Some people think that it's, that an app like this should, doesn't even have to exist that you can just go into a restaurant and it would be a great experience if someone read me the menu as a blind person. And that's a perfectly acceptable answer. Whereas those of us who've actually had a taste of access, we know that that's not the ideal experience. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of education when it comes to an app like this, as far as investors and funding circles to get those things. So yes, we do want to come to Android, but it's a funding Um, we've got to find funding in order to be able to do that. And I think things like this, for example, this podcast, this opens that conversation. Someone may hear this podcast and be like, oh, wow, as an Android user, I'm connected to this developer who helped me with this issue. Maybe if I connect them with menus for all, we can get an Android side. So I always think that it's important that I'm always talking about these things because you never know what door may open. Yeah, absolutely. And, and there's, of course, there's the other phone, uh, blind shell. Yes. Right. And, and they're, they're, that's a whole other ball. It's kind of interesting because, uh, I'm playing around with one of the blind shell phones right now, navigating through the app. You know, it it seems like it would be a perfect fit for that, but it's a whole new developer and, it's just, you know, a whole new system. So, again, it, it kind of the same situation, I'm sure. It is. And, you know, with Helen and I, our thought process is, you know what? We're going to keep knocking on doors. We're going to keep talking to people. We're going to keep pushing what we currently have, educating people about what we currently have, because the right door is going to open so that we can make it on other platforms as well. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, is there anything else you want to say about the app? And it might come up in other conversations as we go, but anything specific you want to make sure you can get out there? You know, if you love access to independence, restaurant menus, you like going out and eating, and you do not want your disability to be part of the appetizer, I encourage you to go to the Menus for All app in the Apple App Store try it with the 14 day trial. If you don't like it, that's fine. You know, that it may not be for everybody, 
but give it a chance. Tell somebody about it. Help us increase access to it, restaurant menus and some independence. Well, thank you so much, Stephanie, for coming on and joining the podcast today and talking about the Menus for All app. I hope everybody will go to the Apple Store, will download it and check it out and take advantage of that 14-day trial. And love to have you back on sometime because so much more we want to talk about because uh, I know we are both lovers of food and and barbecue especially. But for folks who are listening, be sure and share it out. Let folks know about the Blind Grilling Experience and the Menus for All app. We appreciate everybody who shoots us an email, blindgrilling at gmail.com as well. Remember, folks, if you're looking, you ain't cooking. We're going to have a barbecue. Barbecue keeps us together when life wants to tear us apart. Barbecue, no matter the way. Under the sun of the stars Fire is burning The world keeps turning Don't worry what you gotta do Cause if you're looking You ain't cooking Fire up the barbecue Fire up the barbecue